0: This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL Social Mastodon at social.freetalklive.com.
2: with more free speech for you. And that means that you can call in and bring up whatever's on your mind. It's 603-283-6160. That's the number you can call to bring up whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. And I would like to thank Bradley Jardis for being a Silver Level Amplifier with us. We know him personally, and I really appreciate him so much as a person. He is um, always keeping in contact with Ian. He um, is just a good person and a good friend of the show. And on top of that, he's an amplifier. And that means that he went to amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com and signed up to help advertise, market, promote, and support the show. Thank you so much to Bradley Jardis for that. And in the studio with you tonight, you've got me, Bonnie, Riley, and And Mark
3: remote in Florida.
2: Right. So in the last segment or last hour of the show, we spent a lot of time talking about um, Tucker Carlson going and just gushing over Russia. And I think we've basically talked uh, about it enough, like people were quote-unquote roasting him for just you know making a video that seemed a little propaganda like but
3: and in in all fairness how many grocery stores has tucker carlson been to in the last five years
4: probably not very many unless he actually goes grocery shopping himself maybe Uh, he doesn't do grocery shopping himself he probably
2: doesn't you're meaning i thought you were trying to say like oh due to covid or something i i see what you're saying because he's like rich
3: he is rich, and he's probably married, and that puts two <laughs> layers of separation between him and the grocery store.
2: Wow. I, I just realize every day how perfect my husband is, like, more and more, because me and Ian love going grocery shopping together. Yep. I would hate Man, to go That's a,
3: his big outing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he definitely when he was on House Arrest, it yeah. really was. Yeah. Um, But we do have a caller on the line. I think it's Skeeter. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Maybe it's not, Skeeter. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Going once. Oh, sorry, I had him muted. Communism. My bad. I had you muted. I didn't realize it till now.
5: <laughs> you guys uh, mentioned communism, and you know why communism is so generally hated to this day, and large, hard communist experience are going extinct? It's because they were allowed to fail and the horrible consequences that followed are embedded in our memories. And the best tools to allow this failure are unprofitable government policy and wars, both conventional wars and drug wars. And well, whoever whoever Godzilla crushes the other with Argentina.
2: force, whoever crushes the other with force is going to be the one that, quote, fails, not because their economic system necessarily failed. It's not like that just happened naturally and no one went over there and murdered people um and now we're like see that that clearly didn't work no the people who win in a war get to write the history and that's how it worked and i'm not saying communism isn't bad for anybody who doesn't understand that i'm just saying
5: that's uh again i don't i hate to i know you disagree with this but it's it's a form of a broken window fallacy they don't come out better in the end both parties come out worse in the end what's that Who's they? Those that are in the it's war. Not,
2: he just like says it, things. He never knows what he's talking war. about. So he's saying it's a broken window fallacy that I said that the winner of a war gets to write history because he doesn't understand. Like he just reads things and then does not actually comprehend it and just repeats him or like repeat stuff.
3: Well, so I think that's accurate. That's what uh, uh, Hayek said in uh, Economics in One Lesson. Is is that essentially war costs both sides it's not and Hayek.
2: and. It's not Hayek. And also, I understand what the broken window fallacy is, but he's using it against something that I said. They get to write the history. I didn't say that they just gain more money, but ultimately, the people don't gain more money. The economy doesn't get better, but the government gets more power. And that's what I always say to him, and he just repeats, like... We have the same conversations over and over because he doesn't understand what I'm saying. He only has his, like, thoughts he thinks, and he is very stupid, and then he won't, like, uh, change what he's thinking, and he assumes what I'm saying without listening to me at all. Like, I never said um, anything that would make it a broken window fallacy. That's talking about economics.
3: I I hear that you feel unheard, Bonnie.
2: (laughs)
4: i sure it sounds like it.
2: Is well,
3: Skeeter gone? Okay.
2: Uh, I just muted him. Do you want to talk to him?
3: I, I don't have anything. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that he ever
5: got to a point.
2: Um, his point was going to be about Argentina. What was your point about Argentina, Skeeter?
5: Uh, am I muted? No. Hello? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all the think tanks agree with me. Like, every time you, you go into a war, the, the only government... Do- so government is the balance sheet right? It's not the employees. It's not, it's not the dictator. You look at their balance sheet and what happens, right? It's rarely the case that they come out ahead in, in any case. You
2: can Are you talking at about economically? And
5: look, at, and look at all the breakdowns of... So we can't have a conversation if you're not like telling us what you're talking
2: about. Are you talking about economically?
5: Yes, that's all that really counts. Uh, I don't think so. It, you can okay, so when you look at when you look at uh, the, when you chart a course of uh, you know the national debt and you see what happens after war, and you'll you'll see that the the main causes of debt is uh, our war and the
2: rich the war, people the who own wars. the IMF and um, work with them they profit from. Country is being in debt. You realize that, right? That's
5: broken window fallacy.
2: No, it's not. No, it's not. You you seriously don't know what you're talking about, and that's why I don't like talking to you. Like, how is it broken window fallacy that the people who the a country gets into debt with profit? Like it it doesn't make any sense. Like he doesn't know what he's talking about. He heard that once. He's like, I'll sound so smart if I say broken window fallacy. (laughs) And he's like using it wrong. And everybody knows that the people who are in power they gain more power by doing wars and conquering other places. Like, it doesn't make any sense to think anything else. Why would anybody do a war otherwise? The
4: people that profit the most off of war are the weapons manufacturers. Right? Yeah. The
3: military industrial complex. Yeah. And uh, I would say that's true, Bonnie. Um, I would also say that war is the health of the state. I
2: That's my, always my point in- with him
3: entirely clear what uh, Skeeter was trying to get to, but there you go.
2: Here's um, one thing that you're, you're missing because he called in about it yesterday. He wants me to believe that it's, quote, dangerous for Javier Malay to try to heal his country. Um, he says that even though he is, like...
3: Dangerous a, to whom?
2: Cap To the people. He's saying that the people um, need to learn their lesson, and if they can't learn their lesson, then that it's dangerous they learned the
3: lesson they they elected javier malay
2: that's exactly what i said he's just so stupid i'm like do does every single person in a country need to die in order for you to say oh now that cycle is over now they're allowed to move on like he's just an idiot he's seriously so freaking sheltered in his parents basement it's disgusting um
3: do they have basements in california i don't even know i'm sure they do yeah
2: I hadn't really thought about that i i don't know
6: um
2: i don't know i was gonna say is it a good or bad thing to have one during an earthquake i guess the house could fall on top of, it, of you i don't know
3: yeah you'd need some kind of safe room it would seem like anyway what are we talking about
2: so mark you brought in this story and nikki had mm-hmm. mentioned this off the air with um riley and i yesterday and it's so funny i hadn't actually read any articles about this or anything. But just the story itself is so funny. Apparently, a cop got in a shootout with an acorn. <laughs> yeah.
3: Bizarre footage. This is from Yahoo News, um, crediting the Daily Beast. Bizarre footage shows cop open fire after mistaking acorn for a gunshot. And I guess I've been in like a place with a tin roof where an acorn falls on it and it you know, it's loud, it's a uh you know, very abrupt sound. Yeah. I've never thought to myself, boy, that sounded like a gunshot. Anyway, shocking body cam footage released this week showed a Florida cop uh in his dangerous overreaction in which he dropped rolled Dropped and rolled, mind you, and unloaded an entire clip from his pistol in the direction of a restrained suspect after mistaking an acorn falling on his patrol car for a gunshot. Oh. Jesse Hernandez of the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office in Florida in the Florida, Florida's Panhandle resigned a month after the incident, as his superiors ultimately determined his use of force was. Not objectively reasonable.
2: Oh, my God. I am watching the video while you were talking, and I want to describe it to the people. So, he wasn't in his car. No. He was, like, kind of walking right past. He got out. He parked under an acorn tree, whatever Country, an, oak that tree. Is. an oak tree yeah and um he was on now the passenger side walking in the grass next to the car and i guess the acorn landed on top of the car next to him that's even i feel like less of an excuse like if if i'm in a car and a very large acorn falls on it i might confuse that as somebody at least messing with me but if an acorn falls on a top of a car that's next to you i mean how big is this acorn and then he, <laughs> well, him- if
3: it's in Florida, I know how big it is. It's not even as big as a northern acorn. It's huh. one of these small live oak ac- acorns.
4: Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, I had, I had no idea. I, I know that I've seen bigger and smaller acorns, but um, it probably is a small one. I just think it's funnier that way. A little tiny green one with a cute little light brown cap, and it falls on this cop's car. Not only does he shoot all the bullets out of his gun at his car or like that direction he does a like mark said a stop and drop and he like grabs the ground does like rolls around like he's freaking spider-man or i don't know some other superhero that would do that and then turns around it's slow even it's like how how could i even help him in a situation of a shootout he's all slow and fat
3: (sighs) i i don't know if he's fat but uh It seems like if he was getting shot at, he would have been shot beforehand. Anyway, it kind of looks like he had put somebody in that same vehicle that he emptied a clip into, and then this was sitting... Uh, that, that maybe they were the the housing's all the same. So I'm wondering if it's the projects, and he feels like you know all these people, these these poor people, they're all milling about, and they're all vying. Now I don't see a single person after, especially most of the video is him after he has unloaded a clip into his own vehicle. <laughs> Anyway, the footage of the incident, which occurred in November, surfaced for the first time this week. In it, Hernandez is seen flinging himself to the ground while calling, SHOTS FIRED! four times he does a roll breaks his sunglasses and then pulls out his handgun and opens fire on his own patrol car mind you he's got some uh, friends uh here that are running around with him some yep. other cops hernandez's partner sergeant beth roberts emerges, emerges and opens fire herself uh oh, wow. after confirming with hernandez that someone shot at him making the situation all the more baffling hernandez while firing around 18 shots was grunting and yelled out to his partner I'm hit! Oh, I'm hit!
2: What? Yeah.
4: That's well, that's a little crazy. I'll defend this
3: part. Okay, you won't know if you get hit. Like you just don't know. But it, but, I uh,
2: why would you say you are if you don't know? That's the thing.
3: Because he thought he was. Uh, you know, like it, in his mind, he had been shot at. In his mind he felt a blunt impact like a as he's been described a bullet occurring. I think this I mean this is a well, genuine mistake.
2: It, it? I thought the acorn what's that? I thought sorry I thought I thought that the acorn hit the car not him.
3: Oh it didn't the acorn didn't hit him. Uh, acorn wouldn't he wouldn't have reacted that way if it had hit him. But he just thought that he'd heard a a gunshot and he well, thought that he'd been hit. blunt
2: horse that you're referring to did it say
4: Maybe
3: when he rolled over uh, he wow. rolled on his back. I guess entirely, he did sort of a somersault.
4: Yeah, it's entirely possible that he's got a lot of adrenaline pumping through his veins. Yeah. So he's probably unaware of. Even if he got hit, he wouldn't be aware of it, like, like you're saying, Mark, because of all the adrenaline.
2: Well, that's even more reason that he shouldn't be a cop. Like, if you can't handle, like, you hear some noise and then you really believe that you got shot. I mean, that's just more reason that he shouldn't be a cop. Like, he can't. I mean, you have to react differently to adrenaline.
3: Uh, I'll reread this line here. His superiors ultimately determined his use of force was not objectively reasonable. So if you can get a room full of cops to say (laughs) that he shouldn't have emptied his gun into a uh, cop car, then you know he was wrong. Moments later, the footage shows him uh, crawl to cover and claims that he's been shot through the car. Then likely, realizing he'd never been shot at all, he frantically tells Roberts, his partner, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. He later adds, might have hit me through my vest. Or might have hit my vest. Wow. In reality, Hernandez's department determined he was. Never shot at all, as uh, the detained suspect, 22-year-old Marquis Jackson, a black man, as if we needed to be told that, uh, was not armed instead. Mm-hmm. Cops said he, was, he sat helpless in the back of the patrol car while a barrage of shots were <laughs> fired at him by Hernandez oh, and Roberts. No. <laughs> so
2: did, it, did any of them hit him?
3: As I understand it, not one. Jackson wrote in a lengthy Facebook post, and, and you got the thing about this vehicle is he wasn't even far from it. It's yeah. not like he's trying to hit a, a a car from a his own car from across the parking lot. He you know rolled it's a couple of parking spaces over.
2: Yeah, rolled. And yeah, tried
3: to hit the thin side of his own vehicle, an SUV, mind you.
2: Wow, so Jackson guy is screw up.
3: Jackson, the this is the guy sitting in the back of the car, the uh, inmate, the man in custody, uh, wrote in a lengthy Facebook post that the incident left him damaged for life, oh, wow. despite miraculously not being struck by the officer's gunfire.
2: So, like, um, mentally, psychologically yeah, yes, damaged? Yes, that's the idea. <laughs>
3: he that's said he
2: terrifying. Was, you're, you're
3: yes, like, it was.
2: <laughs> handcuffed while these two psychopaths are shooting, yes. emptying their clips or whatever in your... In your at the in the car that you're stuck in helpless.
4: Yep. (gasps)
3: He said he was scared to death, uh, that he leaned over and played dead to prevent getting shot in the head. Mentally, I am not okay. I haven't been the same since, and I don't think the feeling I have will ever change. Once the officers stopped firing, Jackson said they forced him to show his hands, but he couldn't raise them as ordered because he was still in handcuffs. Uh, On allegations, he'd stolen his girlfriend's car. While doing this, he said he was uh, staring down the barrel of an officer's gun, so he closed his eyes and prayed he'd survive the ordeal eventually i found a way to rest my cuffed hands on the shattered window area to show i wasn't armed a few minutes later they swarmed the car and slammed me to the ground and searched me the image i can't get out of my head is seeing how bad my mom was hurt crying right before i got into the ambulance um eric Hmm. sheriff eric aden said the video statement that he in a video statement that he apologized personally to the jackson to jackson his family and conceded that we let the public down. I'll admit that uh, it was a very tragic and traumatic incident for Mr. Jackson, and we are so grateful and thankful he was not injured. The department compiled a 44-page report on the incident, which included a nearly second-by-second breakdown of the released footage and partial transcripts of interviews that were conducted with the officers involved.
2: This guy's old, too. I, I-, I could just tell he was fat from his hands and his gloves, but mm-hmm. um, he's like... A bit old, too. Like, he's, um, maybe not, like, he's probably just in his, like, 50s, but it just makes me think, like, a big, fat 50-year-old probably shouldn't be out there doing stuff like this. Um,
3: Well, it's harder and harder to get cops for mm -hmm. any place, and so they're basically, if you don't have a criminal record, they're hiring you. Pretty soon, they're going to hire me. Cops? (laughs) Why not? Are you applying? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, you come to my door and mind. say, "Hey, we want you." <laughs> we hear you are an anarchist and a convicted killer. We, we got nobody else. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, I also saw something. I actually probably should have brought this in for like show prep. Um, we could get into it if I find something about it. But um, I saw that the military is out like advertising for seniors to join.
3: Really? Yeah, I'd heard that.
2: Interesting. Like, maybe it's roles other than, you know, like, infantry.
3: I suspect they're not going to send them out in infantry. No, no, nobody, no 52-year-old like me is going to go sleep in a muddy
2: hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's, like, pictures of, like, older people in uniform, and it says, like, something along the lines of, like, um, seniors. I, I don't know. Trying to make it look like it's some kind of, like, amazing thing that they're offering them, and it's, like, everybody who is rolling or, like, you know, posting that, um, headline and saying like, "Wow, I didn't know things had gotten this desperate with the military." I mean, that's pretty bad. I mean, if-
3: so interesting. DoD marketplace uh, is. Not a safe connection, according to this. It says, military jobs for seniors. This article delves into the realm of military jobs for seniors exploring the opportunities within the armed forces that pave the way for rewarding civilian professions. From Army civilian careers to U.S. Air Force jobs, we cover the best military careers for seniors, emphasizing the versatility and adaptability of their acquired skills.
2: Hmm. Huh interesting still it's like i mean that's just kind of the state of things in the united states at all and it seems bad um not even just the military because of the fact that they're trying to get seniors to i mean like y- you don't even see regular businesses doing stuff like seniors do you want to work for us like because you can't retire anymore it's pretty bad yeah
3: i, I yeah i mean it's uh it, They've got all kinds of stuff, including Peace Corps, mentioned here. By the way,
4: interesting. It just seems like the military is getting more and more desperate for people.
2: What What is the Peace Corps?
3: Uh, the Peace Corps is these job. Uh, it's this organization was created in I think the '60s um, yeah. by uh, Kennedy, uh, JFK, and the idea is is that we're sending American civilians to solve problems in other countries.
2: Hmm. Okay. I had like, heard that mentioned before. I never really knew what exactly it was. But yep. um, I just, I, I bet that you can't even, I, I haven't heard the audio of this video because of the fact that we're doing the show and I didn't want to listen to the audio. I was listening to Mark read the article, but I watched the uh, video footage and I really want to know how loud that ar- acorn was. Can you even hear it in the video? Like, did it get picked up by the camera?
3: What I like to do with this particular story is imagine that the acorn is as loud as an acorn has ever been. Right. (laughs) And and that gives uh, Officer Hernandez whatever reasonable doubt that one might be able to give. But the whole idea that he emptied a clip into his own vehicle, um, you know, I I don't know. It's just very puzzling. The
2: other thing about it is he seemed to assume it was Marquis Jackson or Marquise Jackson. but. How would he be shooting at him in handcuffs locked in his car? Yeah,
4: it makes no sense.
3: Yeah, I think that that's what he put into his mind was that somehow Jackson had slid a gun past him in some way, and or maybe he found one in the crack of the seat of the car and oh. then <laughs> wow. know, got his thin little criminal hands out of the cuffs and started, uh, you know, popping caps at the officer like they were, you know, the guy, the guy clearly believed he had been shot at
2: so stupid like seriously he's obviously i'm glad that he got fired from being a cop but i feel like there's tons and tons of people out there who are um given guns and um qualified immunity and they're called cops and um they're just as stupid and bad 603-283-6160 more free talk live coming up
5: a news update. Sex and money takes center stage in the hearing regarding the potential removal of D.A. Fonnie Willis from Donald Trump's Georgia election case. A Trump co-defendant alleges that Willis financially benefited from hiring Nathan Wade, who allegedly treated her to luxurious vacations. Wade claims that Willis contributed financially, but lacks deposit slips to substantiate the payments. The Kansas City Police Chief reports that the Super Bowl shooting began as a dispute among a number of individuals, culminating in gunfire. Chief Stacy Gray Disclose that two of the shooters are juveniles, and among the twenty-two wounded victims, half are under the age of sixteen. Researchers have detected additional water in outer space. Utilizing data from a retired NASA mission, scientists identified water on the surfaces of two asteroids. The Southwest Research Institute reports this marks the inaugural discovery of water molecules on
1: an asteroid's surface. John Schaefer, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. Appreciate what we do. Help us advertise, market, and promote for just five dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
2: talk live you can call in anytime you want to bring up whatever subject is on your mind that number is 603-283-6160 and free talk live is brought to you by fork fest happening june 13th through the 16th at rogers campground in the beautiful white mountains of new hampshire fork fest is a fork of the porcupine freedom festival ForkFest is decentralized, so there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. For more information and to connect with other attendees, you can visit the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. And with you on the show tonight, you've got me, Bonnie.
3: Riley. And Mark, coming to you remote from Florida.
2: And I just saw this um, headline, actually Ian sent it to me, during the beginning of the show. I didn't know any new news was coming out about this anytime soon, but this from apnews.com dot com says Australian par- Parliament wants WikiLeaks founder Ass- Julian Assange back home, not sent to the U.S. Interesting. Apparently the U.S. wants to extradite him here.
4: Yes, yeah. they do. They want to prosecute him for leaking, quote unquote, sensitive information to the media.
2: Even though he's... Not even a United States citizen. Uh, He's never been here, correct? Correct.
3: Yeah, I don't think he's ever stepped foot in the United States, but he may have at some point before he was arrested. Uh, His whole case is really just a bunch of nonsense. I've followed it from start to finish, and it's clearly a use of government power to stifle the media and if you look at the way the media's reacted to tucker carlson going to russia apparently it worked they're nothing but a bunch of lapdogs now
4: yeah
2: so um he's in a prison in the uk right now is that like pre-trial
3: yeah basically he's fighting extradition to the united states so he's just sitting there and um but before that he was Uh, essentially stuck in the ecuadorian embassy trying to avoid getting uh, extradited there and that was basically jail too Um, so he's essentially in one one way or another been incarcerated for over 10 years
2: and i also hear that it's like a really bad jail he's in and like his family has said he's like suffering and starving and stuff
3: he didn't look good the last pictures i saw
2: it's really strange um it's
4: also really sad that A person who just leaked documents to media is treated like crap.
2: Yeah, a reporter.
4: Yes. Yeah, a reporter.
2: The thing about it is, you can't be like treasonous if you've never been to a country and you have no loyalty to them. Like, why should the United States be able to um, try to extradite this guy? Who, like, you can't be a traitor to somebody you've never been friends with. You you know? Yeah.
3: This is. Old media, uh, crapping on new media, essentially. So if he had been part of Al Jazeera, which was clearly a, um, you know, is a media organization without any arguments, WikiLeaks uh, sounds like, I don't know, is it a website to get people to leak information or, you know, whatever it is, but it functions as media. Mm -hmm. So it's what I would call new media. If he had been part of establishment media, um, then I don't think that this would have ever happened.
2: So let's get into it. This from APnews dot com says that the Australian Parliament wants him back home. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said Thursday he hoped for an amicable end to the prosecution of WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange, after lawmakers ramped up pressure on the United States and Britain by passing a motion calling for the Australian citizen to be allowed to return to his home country. But I mean, would he still be in jail?
3: Probably. Um probably they would do something. Uh the United States is going to negotiate some kind of incarceration for him because mm-hmm. he's a danger because they have to save face. I yeah, mean there's no they, other. Of course argument. they do.
4: They have to save face Punish and make it look him. like they, they're punishing him as a criminal.
2: Um that's really sad, but That is sad. he would probably be better off where like close to where his family, I assume, is and um, you know, in, in the country that isn't out to probably kill him when he gets here. It says, Albanese told Parliament that the days before London's high court hears Assange's appeal next week against extradition to the United States on espionage charges were a critical period. I hope this can be resolved. I hope it can be resolved amicably. It's not up to Australia to interfere in the legal processes of other countries. It's also not up to the other countries to prosecute people who live on the other side of the planet. But anyways, he says... But it is appropriate for us to put our very strong view that those countries need to take into account the need for this to be concluded. Yeah, one thing about it is this has gone on for so long.
4: It has. It's gone on for years. And Free Talk Live has covered a lot of it.
2: And that's just kind of one reason I was like, wait, is this... Like, I'm a little lost at this point. I, I hear about, I'll hear everything about the Julian Assange case and then a whole year will go by and I'm like, wait, so wait, has he had a trial? Like, was he found guilty? I don't even know anymore because it's like, this is the most um, drawn out thing I've ever heard of going through courts. Yeah. I don't know why. Is.
4: I think it's drawn out because the court system wants to make an example of them and, you know, the the wheels of government turn slowly and... They don't care about anyone except themselves, and Julian Assange is nothing to them. And if he spends more time being tortured in a prison cell, so what?
2: Well, also, the, the process is part of the punishment, right? So, Yeah, right. It's like if they, can't, if they can't win in court, well, he already lost like a decade of his life or whatever. This guy, Albany, has continued, Regardless of where people stand, this thing cannot go on and on and on indefinitely assange's wife told a news conference in london that the upcoming hearing is a matter of life and death as her husband's health continues to deteriorate in prison and she fears he will die behind bars his life is at risk every single day he stays in prison stella assange said if he's extradited he will die wow that's crazy like why is it just a really bad jail there or or prison
3: i don't know somehow uh maybe it's the stress i don't know he does not look good
2: yeah
4: it's got to be the stress because i mean being in prison so long it's got to be really stressful he's not had a normal life for a long time and now being subject to extradition to the united states could be a lot more stress on his life
2: right That's, that's just so sad Assange faces a two-day hearing starting Tuesday, in the high court over whether he should be granted a full appeal to challenge his extradition. So, oh my goodness, this is like not even like it's not even a, a hearing on the extradition; it's a hearing on whether or not he should be granted an appeal to challenge the extradition. Yeah, yeah. If he loses at that stage, he will have exhausted all judicial remedies in England, and his supporters fear he could be swiftly sent to the U.S. before he could appeal to the European Court of Human Rights. Should you have a story about them? Never heard of them till tonight. (laughs) Albanese congratulated independent lawmaker Andrew Wilkie for moving a motion in support of Assange in the House of Representatives on Wednesday, uh, ahead of the appeal. I don't even know what country that's in. Albanese was among... The 86 lawmakers who voted for the motion that called on the United States and Britain to bring the matter to a close so that Mr. Assange can return home to his family in Australia. The motion was opposed by 42 lawmakers, including most of the main opposition party that unsuccessfully proposed amendments. Leaders of both the government and the opposition have publicly stated that the United States pursuit of the 52 year old has dragged on for too long.
3: Indeed. This is not swift justice. No, mm-hmm. it's
4: really not. It's the wheels of justice are turning so slowly in this case. As they do. Yeah.
3: Except like, for Trump, who yeah. they have to get uh, tried before the presidency.
4: Yeah. They got to get him tried fast because we can't have a threat to the democracy, but Julian Assange can rot in a jail cell.
3: Yep.
2: Assange's brother, Gabriel Shipton, on Thursday welcomed the lawmakers' vote, adding that his notorious sibling could potentially be extradited to the United States next week. That means all the ties to his family, his lifeline, that are keeping him alive inside that prison will be cut off, and he'll be lost into a horrific prison system in the United States.
3: <laughs>
2: and it's it's really sad, um, because like, that is such a, a big deal, but... The United States doesn't look at people as people when they're in the prison system or the judicial system. They they don't care at all. They're, he's just a number, and um, they're going to treat him as badly as they want to because they think he's an enemy, and probably even worse than the average prisoner because they think he's, like, so bad because he put egg on their face, you know? Yeah. I don't know how else you'd say that. <laughs> um, but he... he The thing that he did is one of the biggest sins, according to the United States, is a sin against them.
3: Many Americans have called it treasonous. And as you pointed out, the guy's not an American citizen and may not have never even stepped foot in the country.
2: Mm -hmm. So by definition, it can't be treasonous. That can't be treason. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Says the Albanese government's language, which is a really dumb way to say that because um, it's not Albania or something. It's this guy's last name is Albanese. Um, in australia the albanese government's language has been more circumspect australia's repeated calls for the charges to be brought to a conclusion leave open the possibility of a plea deal that could require assange spend no more time in custody that'd be cool
4: that would be that'd be great whatever
3: he is accused of doing he has suffered enough
4: i agree absolutely
2: well, it's a really sad situation there. But since I brought it up, um, another story that Riley had brought in actually mentioned the EU Court of Human Rights. I never knew that they had one before the European Union. I- I've just never heard of it before. I mean, I-
3: I I'm willing know. to bet one of those human rights isn't the ability to keep the fruits of
4: your own labor. No, I'm pretty sure of that I'm pretty yeah. sure of that
2: they probably suck, but they are they have a good opinion in this story. This from Ars Technica, A.R.S. Yep. Technica. Yeah.
4: Technica. Yeah. Yep
2: i never heard of it before.
4: It's a tech news site.
2: Hmm. Says backdoors that let cops decrypt messages violate human rights, EU court says. So they're right mm. on this thing. The European Court of Human Rights has ruled that weakening end-to-end encryption disproportionately risks undermining human rights. Uh, I'm a little confused what disproportionately means there. Like at, at this point, people just throw that in to sound smart. I think I... what
4: they're trying to say. Oh, go ahead, Mark.
3: Yeah, my guess is is that they're talking about people in China, um, or something like that, you know, needing end in- encryption in order to view you know, but then wouldn't you say
2: it disproportionately risks undermining the human rights of Chinese people over someone else? Like it, what is disproportionate in that sentence? doesn't make any sense. Well
3: they sense. can't say Chinese. Yeah, I'm not sure what they mean either then their sponsors would be uh, mad at them.
2: There yeah. are all kinds of words that like get really popular to use in news articles and mm-hmm. then people will just use them incorrectly and it's it's really annoying. So the international courts decision could potentially potentially disrupts the European Commission's proposed plans to require email and messaging services providers to create backdoors that would allow law enforcement to easily decrypt users' messages. So if you don't know what that means, an end-to-end encrypted um, message means that while it's... um, Maybe when you guys can explain this a little better, but from my understanding, means that while it's leaving your phone, it gets scrambled, and then there's a code on the other end that descrambles it and there's if it's intercepted, well, it's just scrambled letters and it won't mean anything to anyone who doesn't have the code, correct?
4: I think right. that makes a lump. Yeah, that's definitely what encryption is and having backdoors to encryption is how police can access the data. And to me that's just not a good idea because, you know, people have the right to have private messages.
2: Well, if you have nothing to hide, if you're not a terrorist, Riley, why why can't the police look at your phone?
4: Because I have a right to privacy, and these people, just because they think I might be a terrorist, don't have a right to violate my privacy.
3: If anybody has to ask that question after COVID, they simply were not paying attention. The United States government decided that you needed uh, experimental gene therapy, and if you didn't get it, you were a bad person. And so if you, for whatever reason, decide you don't like a particular medical treatment, you definitely want uh, to have encryption. I mean, what happens if... The Republicans take over. The moral majority takes over the government, and abortions outlawed. Is that going to be a good thing? There's no argument for anybody at this point. Nobody but the deepest bootlicking sycophant for uh, you know against encryption. That, that's it. I mean, I,
4: absolutely. And and the people need to realize that we have the right to have private communication. And if if backdoors are implemented into everything. And the government can spy on us. And we're talking about not getting certain things or creating uh, protests or whatever. They're going to come after us. They're going to find a way to come after us.
3: Well, I can tell you the banks aren't very happy with Bitcoin either. <laughs> you yeah. know? So, you know, the, the cryptocurrency people generally don't need to be convinced, crypto being in the name of the currency.
2: Um, so we do have a caller on the line. Caller from Portland, what's on your mind? Sorry, I had you oh, m- muted again because of Skeeter. I have to mute Skeeter when he talks, so. Sorry, go ahead. What's what's on your mind? What, who, who are we speaking to?
6: This is Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Yeah, I wanted to, wanted to talk about Bitcoin. You see we were talking about uh, Julian Assange earlier, but um, for a while there, he could... WikiLeaks was kept going by Bitcoin donations because of the financial yeah. blockade yeah. put on it by the American government. But um Bitcoin's above fifty thousand again for the first time since twenty twenty one. Oh yeah. And as I'm sure you all know the ETFs recently were approved and these these Bitcoin ETFs have had the most successful first month in ETF history. Like they're bringing in like $500 million a day. What exactly
2: is an ETF?
6: An ETF is an exchange traded fund. It's just like a wrapper, a way to trade different assets together on a stock exchange. Like you could trade gold or a group of different stocks, or it's just a, a way to make something more liquid and easier to trade. Yep. So now It's like paper gold. Right. Well, that's the that's the interesting thing. Like with the gold ETF, when they came out, like these ETF issuers can say they have X amount of gold and it's really hard to actually know they have that much gold because it's easier to fake how much gold you have. But with the Bitcoin since it's all on chain. We actually know if the ETF issuers have the amount of Bitcoin they say they have. So there's not enough to go around. These ETF issuers are having to buy Bitcoin on the open market. They can't even get it OTC right now because they need so much. The halving is happening in a few months. So the mining reward is going to be halved again. And there's only going to be 3.125 Bitcoin minted every 10 minutes where it's uh, 6.25 right now. And you got... of Bitcoins haven't moved in the last six months because everybody is just holding them and not selling them. Wow! Like They're all flowing off exchanges, like exchanges have had outflows, which just means when somebody sends their Bitcoin to exchange, it, it usually means they want to sell it. And when they take it off the exchange, it usually means they want to hold it. So most people are wanting to hold their Bitcoin and not sell it. Interesting. Yeah,
3: so a little advice uh, for people who haven't been through this is Bitcoin winter is long. Bitcoin spring isn't short. Bitcoin summer uh, is this heady time where you're just so excited about everything that's going on. You're like, nothing <laughs> could fail. And Bitcoin fall <laughs> happens in an instant.
4: Yeah, it does. So, it does.
6: You know, you. Yeah, we were at like we were at 15,000 last year. We hit a low of 15,000. That was like the depths of the bear market. And it's just starting to come out of it. But the bear market can come at any time. Yep. But the, the real, like, um, at least with Bitcoin, you know, it's going to be around. So if you do get stuck in a Bitcoin position, it's not going to go to zero, you might have to hold it for a long time, but it's not like you're buying crap coin or whatever. Right. And when the bear market comes, you're just out of luck. But it's actually at all-time highs in Japan right now because the yen is so weak that it's already at all-time highs in yen terms.
4: Like, oh, interesting. <laughs> so it sounds like the Japanese might be benefiting from holding Bitcoin if they can hold it.
2: Or anybody that's got oh, the yeah. yen, yeah. 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 Um, there's this thing called Forex that some people do. I've never tried it personally. It's definitely way above my head. And people who do it, like, they're constantly learning, um, you know, taking... They sell classes for how to do Forex, where you get one cryptocurrency... Or not cryptocurrency, even. Um, this even was a thing before cryptocurrency, where you get one, um, currency, like, government currency, and you can, like, buy the one that's cheaper and, um like invest in the one that's more expensive and you you're kind of making money that way in terms of value and um i forgot why i brought this up oh yeah so like there are definitely people in other countries that have um yen and, and obviously people have it for reasons like oh they have family there and they send money there or something like that um I, i've always thought that that was a really interesting thing that people do forex trading oh my god you probably well, have to be really the smart reason,
6: the reason people like forex trading so much is because you can get a lot of leverage. So if somebody has like $500 and they want to gamble on the Forex market, they can trade like tens of thousands of dollars worth of currency with that $500 because there's so much leverage available on these little Forex exchanges. But everybody everybody tries to profit off the movements of different currencies. And it is interesting how all over the world there's so many currencies, and they're well. They're all pretty much going down, but some go down slower than others.
4: That's true. I just I just find it interesting that people are more interested in Bitcoin when numbers go up, rather than as a utilitarian currency or utility currency that is able to be used to have transactions borderless.
6: Well, that's yeah. That's the problem. The interest in directly correlates with the price. Like yeah. The actual point of Bitcoin is not the price. It's having a, a sovereign currency that you can transact without anybody's approval. And that's what
4: and we you, say on you, and that's what we say on Free Talk Live a lot is that, you know, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general should be a currency that you ha- you can hold your wealth without the government's permission or the government knowing about it.
2: Hold it and, you know, spend it. Yep. Um do whatever you want with it it's sometimes um just so like wow like that, that's done now like when you've dealt with banks a lot and i've dealt with banks a lot sending um you know wires is such a pain in the butt it sucks so bad or like anything you really have to do with the bank um sucks so bad and then when you're instead using bitcoin for something and the transaction goes through sometimes it's like wow that wait that was it we're done oh yeah i forget yeah <laughs> It's instant. Yep. Yeah.
3: Bitcoin allows people to send, you know, large transactions for comparatively uh, a relatively good rate and very quickly. Having dealt with international wire transfers on the regular and having banks tell me, mm, I don't think we're going to let you send your money, and by your money we mean our money. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right.
6: Plus, <laughs> yeah. if you're ever like have to flee a country for a tyrannical regime or whatever, and you need to cross a border with all your wealth in the world, you can put it into Bitcoin and literally have 12 words in your head and they can't take it from you. you And when people say tyrannical countries, don't forget that
3: Canada shut off people's access to their bank accounts because they donated to the trucker protest. I mean, yes, yes they did. <laughs> here in the United States, you can't buy and sell Bitcoin without their permission. It all comes down to these people that think they own I mean, you can get around movements. it.
2: They just you can. they try to say that you're not allowed to do it and that they'll threaten uh, you.
3: I'm not trying to say you can't hold it or possess it, but I am trying to say that if you uh, attempt to sell enough Bitcoin often enough, things could go very badly for you.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that happened to Ian Freeman, who's now serving an eight year prison sentence for selling Bitcoin to people who assured him that they wanted to buy Bitcoin from from him. That's literally all you need to know about that case. That's probably the most eloquent way I've ever put it, because that's what those people did. They were um, extremely convincing. Thank you so much for the call or or the call, by the way, Rusty. Um, They're extremely convincing. And they told him, yep, I just am investing personal reasons. I I just want to do this. Yep, I definitely want to do this. And Apparently, it was his fault that they lied to him. And you can learn more about that at thecrypto6.com. But more Free Talk Live is coming up. The number is 603-283-6160. Don't go anywhere. It's Free Talk Live.
0: If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock.